You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones. They fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another session of Chrispiracy. I am your host, Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out here, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you again so much for tuning into the only podcast where we continue to break the matrix. And I'll be breaking it again today for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, before I introduce my guest today, though, I just want to say shout out to everyone that's been tapping in, shout out to everyone listening, shout out to everyone that's been buying merch. I appreciate all you guys for real. Conspiracy.com. If you want to support me or the show, you could definitely go to conspiracy.com uh, for that. We got four different designs for you guys. Pick your favorite one. If you guys want to, that's the only way to support the pod, basically. Buy, buy you a shirt. Buy you a shirt. I'll give you a little nice thank you card. I'll send it off to you. And yeah, shout out to you. And, and yeah, so shout out to everyone that's been tapping in, that's been reaching out, has been sharing. All the guests that have been coming on, shout out to all you guys. Today's guest actually is actually part of the GG33 community, so I'm I'm hype about that. We've had a former a former not former we've had members that have came on the show before. I've had uh, Metal Rooster Eight. He changed his username to Numbers Mechanic. That was episode I believe ten. I had him back in the day. I had Foul Out Zoo. You guys know Foul Out Zoo. I've had her twice on the show. Amazing, amazing people. And I had a former GG33 member as well um ml3 ml0338 we definitely had him on the show and he broke down the manipula- the manipulation of energy so shout out to all all these people that have been coming onto the show i really do appreciate everyone thank you for bringing different eyes to my platform i i highly appreciate it so today we're going all the way to new york i'm in california our guest is in new york you know the worst states it is what it is um but yeah i'm excited about today's episode because i've definitely been been uh, following her for a minute. I've seen this account plenty of times. Just the username itself is very, it just draws you in. As soon as I seen Barbie Bricks, I was like, yo, what? Like, <laughs> who, who Barbie Bricks? That's a, that's a fire name. So today on Conspiracy, we're joined by the lovely Barbie Bricks, aka Kylie. How you doing today? I am really well. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Of course, of course. I'm happy to be here, and I'm even happier now that I've heard there's so many GG people who have have come on and talked to as well. I've been trying to get Gary on here, and then Gary (laughs) Gary responded to me, and he told me, I'll have DC Numerology do the pod for you, bro. I'll make it happen. And I'm still waiting for that to happen, Gary. I'm still waiting, (laughs) Gary. I'm still waiting, and I know know DC's not going to just do anything Gary wants him to do. I understand that, but hey, yo. I, I, yo, I'm going to get Gary on here one day. I'm a 33 yeah, myself. He's going to respect that. Sure. <laughs> oh, you are? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, cool. That's really cool. I always like meeting 33s. Um, yeah, so I've been in GG33 for a little while now. I actually um, was one of the scholarship winners. Mm. So was Fala, yeah. That's, that's dope. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know if you followed then, but there was... um. It was like a month long battle, basically, um, between a bunch of people. And I made it to the final round. 
And then uh, another girl had actually beat me out. And she went to gold. I went to silver. And then a few months into silver, Gary put me in gold. There you go. That's what's up. Yeah, I remember you had the comp. <laughs> you had that competition, and it was between like you, Josh. Josh got moved up too, as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was when he moved uh, silver to gold. It was another competition. Um, yeah, it's fun. I like Twitter. <laughs> it's like my own little world. <laughs> no, it definitely is. But speaking of Twitter, then. I really wanted to ask you, where did the inspiration for Barbie Bricks come from? Because I love that name. It's, it's amazing. I ain't gonna lie. I love it. Uh, okay, so that name uh, was given to me probably like 10 years ago by one of my close, close guy friends. Because I had already, I was always like kind of called Barbie uh-huh. um, growing up because I had like the long blonde hair and whatnot. And then just like some of the groups I was running with, uh, <laughs> with with some bricks <laughs> i got uh coined the name barbie bricks okay and, uh, okay yeah and then uh i actually never did anything with it until like probably seven years later i had created like one of those fake little finstas just mm-hmm. to you know post uh the shit that i like to talk about without other people seeing it uh okay. and i'm like oh I got to bring that name back, Barbie Bricks. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then it kind of just stuck. And, and now, you know, everyone in Gigi calls me Barbie. And <laughs> we have like our code names. That's cool. I like it because it's like a mixture of like hard and soft at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, uh, you know, teaching spirituality under the name Barbie Bricks, which is pretty funny. No, that's but I guess that's- that's, that's fire. My style of teaching. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I like, see, that's why there's certain spiritual, pe- like, communities and certain spiritual profile or accounts that I gravitate more to because they, they speak it how I like it spoke, spoken. Yeah. You get me? I don't like this yeah. whole fake and be all nice and when girls start blinking their eyes all softly on the camera and saying something. I don't, I hate that. Like, it, it draws me away so bad. Yeah, no, I'm like the, like, a rebel teacher, right? Like, I, um, for a long time, when I first started and got into like the whole Kundalini community, uh-huh. uh, I did follow all the rules to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not who I am. It's not who I ever have been. I don't really ever follow rules. So when I started teaching more, I kind of just, you know, that's kind of what Kundalini is about, like finding out who you really are and... I just adapted who I am with this practice and that's very much my teaching style. Like I don't, I never preached like perfection or, you know, being a certain way, which is really common in spiritual communities. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of rules in Kundalini as far as like, you're supposed to wear white and like, um, uh, certain foods that you eat and you know just like there's just a million rules and um yeah I don't ever want to be that kind of teacher I just want people to do their best and if they miss a day they miss a day I don't I really don't care and I don't think it right. I just don't think it matters like I think one of the worst things that can happen in the spiritual world which is what I experienced is like that feeling of guilt and shame when you fuck up mm. Um, so I had to kind of go through it myself to really come into who I am as a teacher 
And when I started teaching on a bigger scale, I realized like that's just not who I want to be. And and that's also not the students I want to attract. I want to attract people who are kind of just go with the flow. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that because yeah. I, I, I do that to myself when I join certain groups. When I join certain, um, I did a 21 day with a Deepak, the Deepak Cho. Uh, don't just deep okay. Chopra one. Yeah. I did that with Nicole. I don't know if you heard of healing with Nicole, but I did that with her. And I kind of fell off the last few days. And when I did, I was like, I felt guilty. I I, I was weighing yeah. it so hard on myself. And then I, like a few days passed by, and I'm telling myself, why, why? I did 17 days, and the last week, it just got crazy. I got busy. I was I picked up a second job. I was doing extra shit. So it was just like I'm, I I can't be mad at myself. So I, I like that. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I think it's important. Like I, I learned that through this one experience I had where I started this one meditation. And basically the rule is in Kundalini, you do everything um, consecutive days in a row. And if you miss a day, you have to start at one. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you can imagine, like if you get really deep into a meditation and then you don't do it, um it brings up like a lot of really horrible feelings. And I feel like that's uh, not how spiritual spirituality should be. And we also have to remember like these teachings were brought here in the seventies and eighties, and it was a very different time than it is now. So mm-hmm. I think that what I'm trying to do is make the practice more modern for the times that we're in. So basically my experience was, I'm doing this like crazy 11 minute meditation. Your arms are over your head for 11 minutes. Like it's so, so challenging. It was Mm. a really life experience for me. Um, And my goal was to do one year straight. So 365 days. Did you accomplish it? Uh, I got to about uh, maybe like 298. Mm. And for a while before then, I had felt that the meditation accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. But I was so attached to counting the days that I could not let go of it, even though I felt like I didn't need to still be doing it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like really awakening moment where I realized like, am I addicted to the meditation or am I just addicted to like counting the days? Ah. Like where, at what point is it like, not even about the energy or the meditation anymore and it's just like an ego trip of being like well i did this for 365 days straight and uh, it took like it took a lot of courage for me to stop doing it i wanted to stop for a while but i couldn't get myself to stop because i was had so much like fear and guilt Mm. around not getting to that 365 and that was like a very um, freeing moment for me when I just stopped and I didn't feel any guilt, any shame. And I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this one. And pretty much ever since then, I've just like really loosened up on a lot of aspects of my life, not just my meditation practice, but mm-hmm. like with the food that I eat and um you know, like you get spiritual and you start to feel like I can't listen to like this music anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Arby, you're now, speaking to me right now. Yeah. 
now it's like I can sit in my room and meditate for an hour and like have an out of body experience and then I can get in my car and put on like some like low frequency music (laughs) yeah like I can go put gangster rap on and and ride around and like it doesn't make me any less spiritual like that whole thing is stupid and it's like I can eat potato chips and not feel like I'm gonna die like (laughs) I don't know if if I'm supposed to be hearing this right now because I, I went through the music part already where you know, you, you, you're still having an ego trip and you like, you know, you have a mushroom trip. You think, oh, I'm going to start eliminating all these things from my life. So I, you know, I stopped listening to certain music and I'm back listening to that music. But right now, the biggest thing is uh, the food. You know, I haven't ate, mm. I haven't ate meat or dairy, anything like that the last, you know, three years. And my body wants some chicken wings. And I t- keep telling myself, nah, bro, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but it's like, but I'm exactly what you just said right now. It's like, am I really doing it because of health reasons or am I doing it because I don't, I, I don't want to say I had meat again. Well, yeah. You know, you got to think like, is it fear based? Mm. So for me, like the food thing was a huge breakthrough for me as far as just like letting go of restrictions and like just finding balance in my life. Cause I ate like crazy, crazy mm-hmm. strength long time i mean like I, at one point i ate only fruit for like four months fire i <laughs> ate raw vegan it is fire like it's cool to have those experiences i ate raw vegan for a full year wow um, and i did heal a lot in my body but i don't believe that that lifestyle is sustainable all the time and i think it creates more of a mental and emotional addiction mm. um, <laughs> like i was just super addicted to like uh, the identity that I had created around being so disciplined with food, because I do believe that if you can conquer food, it is like the hardest thing for people to accomplish in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I realized like, okay, I already hit that milestone. I have already conquered food. So if now I want to eat like something processed every once in a while i'm not gonna fall off the train and do what i did like five years ago where then i'd be eating shit for like two months straight like i have the self-control now that i can eat something every once in a while and i know i'm not gonna go down like a slippery slope basically so for me personally the food thing has been like a real um journey for me and I can't even lie. It almost makes me like emotional, like just looking back at how hard it was for me to reintroduce certain foods into my diet because I was so scared of them. (sighs) That's where Mm -hmm. I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember this one time um, I'm like out to eat with friends and like there were potato, like, you know, like roasted potatoes. Mm -hmm. And so I like start eating them and I'm like, oh shit, these are fire. Like I'm going to town on these (laughs) potatoes. Why do these taste so fucking good right now? And then the waitress comes over and I'm like, are these cooked in olive oil? And she's like, no butter. (laughs) Well, this is the point where I'm like, I'm vegan. Like I felt sick. Like I was like hot. I'm like, I'm going to get sick. I'm like going to, I was so fearful of how this butter would make me feel and then like I was fine and Mm -hmm. I realized like this is so much fear and um 
I think if you want the chicken wings, you should just eat the fucking chicken wings and yep. then you may never even want them again. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so true. That's yeah, so true. Like, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, the other day at work, um, they, they made some potatoes, right? They made some hash browns and then I went to get a plate. And um, a few minutes later, I found out he cooked them in the same the same spot that they cooked the huh? bacon and the sausage. And I was just <laughs> like, what? Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, personally, like, I just don't, I don't have a desire to eat meat. It's just not something that I want. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to, I would eat it. Like, I've had, um, I started having cravings for seafood. I started eating seafood. And then, I don't know, I haven't had seafood in probably like three months. Like, I just never... I don't really want it anymore. I think it's like if you have a craving and your body wants something, just eat it. Yeah. See how you feel. And um, I also believe like if the body's healthy and we have like healthy chi and healthy energy running through the body, we should be able to handle foods. Like there's so much fear around like, oh, if I eat this, like I'm going to get so sick. Like, well, then you're not healthy. Yeah. If your body can't handle food, like then you're not right. So I'll be totally honest, like a few months ago, um, I did try meat because it was just like, to me, the perfect opportunity. It was um, uh, my boyfriend's dad was like home cooking his favorite Jamaican meal. So I'm like, okay, like I'm going to try it. Me, I'm going to do it right now. And so I had oxtail. Mm. And oh my God, it was so good it was so so good and i didn't get sick or anything like i was told my body handled it totally Mm -hmm. fine so it's a good lesson like to me spirituality is balance it's uh releasing like all guilt and all shame and fear like releasing fear so i was able to move a lot of fear out of me through um through this diet stuff because that was a prison for me for a long time and you just said it right now too i say this every like pretty much every every episode on this podcast where it really just balanced like just Mm -hmm. balanced out the way you eat of course if you're eating junk every day for a whole year every every day at 365 24 7 then yeah you're gonna get sick because it's a lot of processed food and a lot of mucus in the body yeah of course you're gonna get sick but then it's just you have to just, yeah, just it's really just balancing, and I'm, and I know that, sure. and I have to start doing that, and I have to be okay with eating certain things and experiencing exactly. different cultures. Yeah, yeah, I think, and like, uh, I think when things are like, what I have found is the energy of food is a lot stronger than like what the food actually is. So if something's cooked at home with love, mm. who? That uh, to me, I'd rather eat that than like go out to a restaurant and have someone who's like pissed off in a badass food, like putting my food together. So, the energy of food that is what more people should pay attention to. But I don't, I'm sure you follow uh, Ringmaster, yeah? Of course, yes. Mm -hmm. So, I remember that one time he posted a photo eating at Wendy's. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> food? And this was, like, before I was, you know, like, um, in GG and Deep Insights. But obviously, there's certain things I can't say. But he has um, mm-hmm. 
a whole newsletter on Deep Insights that kind of explains that Wendy's meal. And um, all I can say is like bars. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say too much, but I can just say like wait, which account? I follow one of his accounts that's private that I signed up for. It's not one of the oh. not it's the Deep Nights, huh? Not the not the other one. Are you in Deep Insights? No, no, no. I'm in the the other one. His his numerology and astrology. Uh, oh, what, like seven, seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in deep and deeper. And um, anyone listening, if he has spots, like life changing. I life bet. Changing. I bet. Yeah, the oh. things I've learned from him. Okay, so we spent 20 minutes talking about food, which was not even a part of the outline, which I ain't mad about. <laughs> I ain't even mad about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, how did you step into your, uh, your spiritual your spiritual journey? Um. Okay, so that could be like a super long story. So I'll keep it kind of sh- like spark notes. <laughs> um, well, okay, well, hold on. I- well, let me ask you this way. Were you always the Barbie bricks that we know today? Or was that just a few years ago? Oh, hell no (laughs) okay definitely not like i had no spiritual practice Mm. i mean i had yoga and stuff but like the yoga was more because like i like to have physical movement Mm -hmm. but no i was never um spiritual but uh i met this couple uh who kind of introduced me to like some spiritual concepts and they're pretty amazing um it's a husband and wife and they own a business together that I that I work for and um like they've done just a lot of different spiritual things mm-hmm. and that like, started to open me up to some of the ideas of spirituality and while that was happening I was in just like a very low vibrational situation in my life and just like very lost and stuck, you know, like the typical what everyone really goes through, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> it was just like a, a toxic relationship, right? Which yes. can honestly be like some of the most expansive and beautiful situations if you um, go down the right path with those experiences because they are meant to open you up. So, uh, I started to get really into just like hot vinyasa workout yoga. Cause for me, that was like my escape from this relationship. Right. It was like, okay, I can go to yoga every day. And like that hour, I'm just like away from it all. Mm -hmm. And through building physical strength, I started to really like build some emotional strength, but this was not spiritual yoga. Like, it's like namaste, love and light, like fake stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basic yoga. But it, it was like the vehicle that got me into deep spirituality. So I finally like get out of this situation, which actually ended over yoga because it was like, you know, some weird controlling, like you can't go to yoga type stuff. And uh, I picked yoga. Ah. And a few days later... I went to California and I had put out a tweet on Twitter. And I'm like, meanwhile, I don't really have like any followers at this point or like anything on Twitter. (laughs) And I just asked for yoga in LA. Mm -hmm. And a blonde, do you follow her? I don't, but I've I've definitely seen her account. The one with the bunny, right? 
yeah yeah so okay. uh blonde messages me and her and i had had talked before because she owned a clothing line and i owned a clothing store so at one point in my life so we had like communicated like on um fashion business stuff mm -hmm. and she invited me to kundalini and at that point like i was so desperate because i was like in therapy and like nothing was working i just like felt i just was lost right yeah and like i'm spending like you know $300 a week on this therapy that's like only keeping my head above water. Wow. For the hour that you're in therapy, because all you do is sit there and beat into the problem. $300? Yeah, this lady was $150 <laughs> an hour because it didn't go through insurance and I was having to go twice a week. So, like, yeah, I'm like spending a lot of money on like trying to fix myself and right. nothing's working. So, I go to this first Kundalini class. It was, um, February 27th, which is actually a nine day. Mm. And I will say like, it was the end of life as I knew it. End of old and endings coming to an end and new, and new beginnings, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and <laughs> I have chills after that day. Like, yeah, I never stopped. I went every single day that I was in LA and then um, I just kept coming back to LA like every maybe four weeks I'd fly back to LA and then I started to build a relationship with the teacher and that was really when I like just went like full speed ahead and um I pretty much followed Kundalini with like the most devoted dedication for about three years. And I was like, felt like I was in LA like most of the time because I was just trying to be in class as much as I could. And then, you know, my teacher would come to New York and then I started doing all of the trainings and I became like, uh, in the spiritual community, like the teacher will kind of like pick a protege. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely kind of became like the protege for sure. There, There's many, right. but we definitely developed like a really, really special relationship. Um, and I was like beyond dedicated. Like I remember we'd be in New York and it was like, I would, bring her to class every single day and like she would text me and be like okay pick me up at eleven fifty six. like this is just kind of how these things work mm -hmm. and like she would expect that eleven fifty six, i would be standing there waiting wow. on the dot but that's part of what they teach you like they teach you this discipline and this respect and this devotion mm -hmm. and did you did you notice um did you notice how you would act when you wouldn't when you wouldn't go to the the class? Did you know that did you see the difference it would make when you would attend and when you wouldn't attend? Um I it was more like when I was in the physical presence of my teacher, my growth was accelerated like super super fast. Mm -hmm. Um but when I was at home, I was still practicing on my own. So it's not like I ever wasn't doing it but I almost feel like I grew so fast because I would have these periods of time where I would just go into it like I'd go to LA for two weeks and it's like 
those two weeks were dedicated to coming to every single class that she taught. And then I would be able to spend time with her outside of class. So it wasn't, it's almost like it wasn't just the steady thing. And it also, for me, because it wasn't available to me every day when it was, like I just put everything I had into it. it. I was so grateful for the time that I had. And I think that that makes a huge difference. Mm. Mm. And what what do you think it was about the Kundalini yoga that really resonated with you that you that you felt like this can this can help me out and this can fix me or change something about my my trajectory in life? Uh, because you feel it. It's an experience like in, until you actually feel it, which uh, I'll, I'll have you come on my my course and, and try one of the classes if you'd like. Yes. Uh, yeah, because you just have to. You have to experience it. And when you do, there's just no denying it. I mean, like physically, you start to feel like your crown chakra tingling and opening. Mm. Then you have these like mental changes. Like, like I just, the changes are undeniable. They're undeniable. So that's for me, like it, it just, it yeah. just works. Yeah, I mean the way Josh been been talking about it, I'm just like, yo, bro, you, you, I'm about to sign up as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this course has been crazy. Like, I knew it was going to be good, but I really created it like in two hours on a whim, and so I didn't really have like any expectations for it. And, um, I know I'm a good teacher, but, uh. I guess I didn't realize I was this good. Mm. <clears throat> and I think that part of that is I'm just at a place now where like I know how to open myself to the energy and I know how to have it come through me. And then I know how to place it around people. Uh, wow. So yeah, the course has been really, really, really amazing. I think next month I have like 50 people signed up. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, my goal was 22. So Yeah, but but that that's the thing. Like that's kundalini work. So right away when I created this course, it's like, okay, right away I'm going to start going into like uh heavy meditations that are going to expand my aura so that I can hold more students because that's how it works. Like the bigger your energy field, the more students you can hold. So mm. I start expanding myself more and then I just started doing like all the prosperity uh, like cash flow meditations as well. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. And nothing, nothing else ever gave you the same feeling that this Kundalini has given you. Never. Mm. Never, never. Nothing even comes close. Like that's powerful. Nothing, nothing, nothing in the world. I mean, they say like forty years of like hatha yoga is equivalent to like an hour of kundalini yoga if it's done right with intention. I mean there's a lot of people who come to kundalini and they don't feel anything. I just but some people are just not ready, right? It's right. just not their time. If you're ready for it and you want to change and you want to have a deeper experience, yeah, kundalini yoga will put you on it's like the difference between taking like a horse and buggy and then getting like on a rocket ship. Mm. Now, do I have to, 
have some type of experience, like a, pre- no. a prerequisite <laughs> of regular yoga? <laughs> no, everyone asks that, especially when they're like, I've never done yoga. First of all, like, it's really not yoga. It's it's meditation. And um, they always say, like, there's no beginners in kundalini because it's really just an experience of self. So I remember the first class I went to, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm going to be so good at this. Because at that point, I was like deep into this like hot yoga, which is like literally like acrobatic yoga. I was like in in pretty incredible shape at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that shit does not matter. I mean, I have taught yoga or kundalini to like professional athletes and they have challenges with it because it's all energy and it's like a lot of just holding your arms up and and different things like that. It has, it it doesn't matter how, what shape you're in or this or that. It's very much an experience. And that's why like, it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not, you're still going to have an experience. Mm. Mm -mm And we sit in like the first, first thing she teaches is this like 11 minute, minute chanting meditation now I've never I had never meditated in my life and I'm sitting there like the whole time like what the fuck is this I'm like looking around people are like singing these weird words I've never heard and like that 11 minutes felt like 11 hours to me and I'm like when is when is the singing gonna stop (laughs) uh yeah it it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you've done it or not because then by the second class I went to I was like immediately like I felt my kundalini rise in my second class. Now, for those who are probably listening right now or maybe are confused from all this, how would you what's the best way to describe kundalini? Like what is kundalini and then how does it apply to the to the yoga aspect? So kundalini is basically just like this dormant energy that's locked at the base of our spine. Mm. And then you awaken it and it, it shoots up the spine. It opens the crown chakra. It gets all the other chakras in alignment and spinning. And it's like your your personal power. You just wake it up and it awakens so many different powers within you, like telepathy, <laughs> Ooh. you know, like just all those type of psychic things. Like when your kundalini is is activated uh that just magic miracles all that like that's just an everyday occurrence would it help with my sciatica yeah actually somebody <laughs> in the, somebody in the course just messaged me about that really yeah she said that she has that pain that you just talked about mm-hmm. and i taught a meditation the other night that um you basically like meditate on all the negative and then you take the power of the mind and you zero it out and you go super, super deep. It's a three-part meditation. The first part is this like crazy breath that gets you into that deep mental state. And then after you meditate on the negative, you start meditating on the positive. So I think that her negative, she's bringing up this pain. And then the third part of it is you focus on the one word. So health or painless, something mm-hmm. like that. And like you really beam and project into that. Uh, and she messaged me after and she's like, I woke up for the first time with no pain. Wow. So that's crazy that you say that you bring that up because I, I just taught that about two nights ago. Yeah, I had a I had I got injured earlier this year and I was, you know, I couldn't 
I was on bed rest for like about about a month where I couldn't really walk. Oh, wow. It was it was it was humbling. It was a it was it taught me a lot about myself and just in that situation. It taught me to, you know, just ask for help from others. Many people yeah. are willing to help. I don't always have to do everything myself. I'm not yeah. used to relying on anybody even to, you know, feed me. So it was it would really mess with my ego. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think sometimes we have to go through those experiences to kind of release, you know, those type of feelings. Because I think it's really beautiful to ask people for help. It is. It really is. And and I was very surprised at, at how people were reaching out to me. It's because my mom ended up flying in because, you know, mom's mom's, you know, she's going to baby me. She's the only person that really <laughs> come take care of me like that. And uh, so she, you know, she flew in from Florida. She was here. She was, you know, took care of me for the month. And then she started, oh, she started, she started telling, you know, my, um, just like, you know, family members and just certain friends and they were all hitting me up. Oh, next time you're feeling like that, you know, I don't, I don't mind staying with you. Just let me know. Just let me know. And I was very surprised. I'm like, damn, you guys, wow. you guys are really here for me. And I'm over here thinking that no one's going to help me out. Yeah. You know what we got to do? We got to create. Uh, and beam and project into getting you a a, a wife. <laughs> to oh take care man, of. trust, trust. I get. I'm getting <laughs> the more spiritual too I get, the more pickier I'm getting. That's kind of sad. <laughs> you know what? There's there's no perfect partner. There isn't. There isn't. There really isn't. And I don't go out as much. And yeah, I'm just very. I'm still. I ain't gonna lie to you, Barbie. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm very shallow still too. You know, I I, uh, yeah. I I still I still <laughs> focus on the flesh more than I do the spirit. Well, I mean, I think it's important to be attracted to the person. Correct. But sometimes like I feel like I've already met my partner, but because she doesn't look how I want her to look, it's not my partner. Yeah. You know, Ringmaster has a lot of really powerful tweets on things like that. Like sometimes we block our great like greatest blessing over something so small like that i mean it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be with like an ugly girl <laughs> no it's right? so no. not spiritual <laughs> <laughs> but i think that um as you develop uh yourself spiritually you start to see people differently when you can see their energy field or their aura you can feel them like there's a lot of really beautiful people in this world that have some awful, awful auras. Mm. Yes, that's a fact, too. I fell for that one, too. I fell for that trap. Yeah. yeah. That was the last yeah. relationship I was I mean, was that's in. like the, the trap of the Matrix, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they'll, they'll keep you down with, with shallow love. And Man. She was a fine <laughs> 11 LP. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought this was gonna be wifey, like, for real. And then... She ended up getting back with her baby daddy. I was like, damn, I say less. <laughs> nah, you know, I think like it's it's definitely important to give give some people a chance because when you meet someone who maybe doesn't fit like the idea that you thought in your head, but she has like beautiful feminine energy and she knows how to wrap you in energy and take care of you and, and be a woman, like yeah. that's a different experience. And that, that is someone who, <clears throat> regardless of what they look like, their energy makes them so beautiful. Like that's that person that's just like, you're around them and like, you kind of, you tingle, like you feel their energy. Mm -hmm. It's so rare, but they're out there. No, definitely. Definitely. I'm just looking. Go to, go to a Kundalini class. <laughs> Man, a lot yeah. of beautiful I need, I need, I need to try that. I've been going a lot to like the vegan events and stuff like that. 
Yeah. There's definitely they definitely they definitely in there. They're definitely in there. I just yeah. hate how I just hate how men have this stigma too where they think we're only in there because we're trying to get at them. <laughs> uh not so much in the no? Kundalini studio. Are you in LA? I'm in Riverside. Uh, is that close to LA? About yeah, forty five minutes. I would take yourself to Rama in Venice and go to a Kundalini yoga class. A lot of men are there. There's a lot of men that go. Rama? Rama, R-A-M-A. Mm, I'm going to look into that. I'm taking somebody too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, my God. Doing Kundalini with someone. Wow. Like, Damn. beautiful, beautiful experience. Damn, I'm over here getting all vulnerable. I barely even talk about my, my, you know, my status. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to, to to talking to me all of a sudden i have people opening up about their <laughs> nah i mean it's, it's cool you know, you bring, you're bringing out a different side of me but i've been saying this i've been saying this i have this little insider on the pod where i where i've been saying and people always bring it up to me <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking for i want someone i need i want an aries woman born on the 22nd and a 5lp oh and a 5lp uh -huh. <laughs> my boyfriend my boyfriend's going on the 22nd but wow let me tell you something just let go of all that I and I think the most i think the most powerful way to bring a partner in is not things like that it's more um meditating and beaming into how you want to feel like how what's the experience that you want to have from this person because yeah like having someone born on a 22 day is an amazing experience because you're getting this really powerful master energy. And I know that it has helped me, like, especially with building and creating this teaching platform, mm -hmm. like I am pulling that 22 energy in, but it's more so think about how you want to feel. What, what is the big experience that you want to have from someone and then meditate on that? Because then when you meet that person, and they bring that to you, it's a familiar experience. And then you know, like, oh, okay, this is it. And and that's why I said earlier where I think I think I've I have found that, but because she doesn't meet the standards physically to me, I'm blocking that mm -hmm. blessing from happening. And and the, the sad thing is that she isn't even like, oh my gosh, she's ugly as hell, bro. Why even it's not even like that, but it's just still not to my standards of how I like them physically. And that's where I mean where I feel like I'm blocking my blessing. Because I do know someone that 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 treats me well that when i am sick she gonna pull up and if i ask her she's gonna do something for me i have yeah. i have I, she's very spiritual we have the same viewpoints even when it comes to if we, if we ever had kids we would be on the same page against uh, uh on not getting them vaccinated on you know, homeschooling yep. them on certain things so i i, I know that she's like at a oh, hand, she's at a hands shit. reach that's the most important thing right that's now. what i like, mean what? barbie that's but I, i'm just so shallow still that's what i don't i don't i don't know i know no, it but i can't at this time and age, it's time to let everything else go because right now is like the fucking do or die, right? Like we are entering into this period of time on this earth where it's like the people who have these beliefs need to get together. They need to create more people that have these beliefs that have this higher frequency and energy. Like that is doing a service to humanity to <clears throat> align yourself with someone who has beliefs on our side because yeah. we're divided right now. And I think the other thing to ask yourself is, um, is that, is the standard that you want for you or is it because you care what other people think of you? Definitely for me, 
but I also know it's because okay. of, but I also know it's because of how I've been programmed based off just society standards too. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants like that bad bitch, right? Like this, is my girl. But like, you know what? Y- yes and no. Yes and no. I just want someone that's attractive to to me. Okay. And that that's all I really ask for. And and this person, she's not ugly. Like I'm not like there's and I've even, I've even told her this because you know we have you know we messed around a little bit and i even told her like i don't want to continue doing this because i am a guy and i just i honestly i'm i do want to get my nut off but i don't want to do you like that because i know i I really do fuck with you i have we have a dope friendship and i don't want to ruin what we already got so i didn't take it further because she is a good person but i what what she needs i can't give it to her right now yeah well i mean that's great like if you're honest kudos because most people aren't so you're ahead of the game, but I do think we're programmed into this society now to like, <clears throat> I mean, they want to break up the family. So oh, anything yeah. that's mm-hmm. against love or monogamy is going to be like really pushed hard. And uh, uh, uni- a unified relationship, like that's really deep, yeah. really, really deep, is mm-hmm. um, incredibly powerful really really strong and that's the example i've had my whole life my parents that's the example that they've given me my whole life so mm-hmm. I, I i'm like seeking for what they have but if i was seeking what they have like i would have already settled with someone right i mean i think i think you should start doing kundalini <laughs> <laughs> and, um you will be amazed like how things that you want come to you I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your invite, for sure. Okay, good, for sure. good, for yeah, sure. You, you can you can join on and um, yeah. I mean, September was like pretty much all about radiance, which is uh, the radiant body. It's a a golden energetic ribbon that wraps around the aura, and like that's basically your protective shield, but it's also the magnet that brings opportunities to you. Mm-hmm. So it will bring what you need and it will also repel what's not for you. Mm. So that that's what September has been all about is, is building that magnetism up. Okay. I like that. What, yeah. do you, what do you have? What do you have in store for October? So October is going to be very much about healing the home, family patterns, ancestral karma. Mm. it'll be a little deeper um but i i think like people who are finding me and finding these classes are ready for that because i also think like even if you you grow up in a family where where your parents are still together in love like my mine have been together for you know 50 years mm-hmm. and they they still like go on dates and they eat dinner together yep. every night my dad drives my mom to work every single day That's- but like even through that like there's still a lot of shit underneath the surface right and uh we pick up a lot of that shit and it affects our relationships and i i really think until you start to heal those patterns um it it affects it affects you it's it's about becoming yourself instead of becoming them them ah, exactly <laughs> there it is wow yeah. awakening and like definitely just had an so- awakening yeah, instead of becoming them, because I love my parents, but like there are so many times, uh, more so now than ever, because 
I think when I'm about to teach something, mm-hmm. it will come up really strong in me so that I can go through it because I can only teach from what I've experienced personally. That's the only way I'll ever teach anything is if I've gone through it myself. So uh, the past few months, it's been like, I am becoming my mom, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I've been really working on healing that because I I don't, that's not who I want to be in my relationship that I'm in right now. So uh, when you can become aware of the patterns, especially before they set in, it's really powerful because there's times where like, I will literally have the exact reaction that my mom would have towards my dad growing up. And afterwards, after I'm out of it, I'm like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I'm like, but it's so cool to have that awareness because I can just like look at my person and be like, I am so fucking sorry. Like I will, I'm not going to do that again. That was me. That was all me. And Osho, like I follow a lot of Osho teachings. He always says in every relationship, it's always a me problem. Wow. Yeah. You never blame the other person. Always look at yourself. Relationships are a lot of work, huh? They are, but they're also an opportunity to go deeper into yourself. And I think if you look at relationships like that, then they're not like chaotic. It's more like, um, I read something today that was like, love is really just an experience of oneself within oneself. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a mirror for you to grow. Yeah. So if, if you know how to take responsibility for yourself and for your behaviors mm-hmm. and then change where you need to change and grow and, release the ego. And I mean, there's this one amazing Kundalini teacher talks all the time about like, what's the real problem in relationships? It's just that you want to be right. Oh, yeah. Simple. So if, if, even, if even one person has learned to drop the ego and doesn't feel that need to be right, the relationship's not going to be chaos. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I've obviously, you know, I think, um, I think I get scared to to get into a relationship because of all the unhappy relationships that are around me. And I know I can't just project off of other people's relationship and be scared for that reason. But even the even the couples that I think are doing good, when I start finding out, like I I, don't, I understand there's problems in a lot of in every relationship, but I start finding out, oh, y'all don't really like each other like that. Y'all just putting up with <laughs> y'all just y'all just putting up with each other because you don't want another baby daddy or you don't want you can't find another girl. I don't it's it's just weird stuff when I start finding out like, oh, y'all really do fight like that. I'm over here thinking y'all couple goals and I know. y'all not. No, most people aren't. I think it's really important to understand that nobody can give you advice on your relationship except for you because everyone's in the relationship that they need to be in to grow or this or that. Some people just get stuck in them and don't know how to get out and move on. Mm-hmm. But I personally have come to a point and, and Gary says this all the time. Like there's like, you know, those astrologers out there that are like divorced, giving relationship <laughs> advice. But everybody needs to stop taking advice from people who haven't accomplished what they want. So personally for me, I found one person who has accomplished what I want in life. And she is one of the only people that I'm going to take advice from because 
she actually has a beautiful, happy marriage. And they're older. They're like 50, 60. And I'm telling you, they act like they're 18, 19 in love. Like, it's just beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. So it's important to um, not compare relationships. And then obviously, Mm -hmm. definitely take advice from people who have not figured it out. And yeah, I credit that to Gary because... He is funny with that, like. Oh yeah, he he stayed talking shit about <laughs> taking advice yeah, from whores. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like relationship gurus. Yeah, like they've had two divorces. Like probably shouldn't be uh, teaching about that. So, yeah. <laughs> and a, a lot of a lot of that stuff is kind of it's not common sense, but when he says it, when and and it, and it hits and it hits me, it's kind of like to me, it's like duh. Like I, I feel, I feel like if you, if you're having a bunch of kids from different people, like you're giving your energy to a lot of people, and you're it just it gets ugly. Like your womb gets fucked up. Like you, so I I get it when he says, you know, like my mom always just been with my she's only been with my they've only been with each other actually. So that's <laughs> like wow, that's beautiful. Too, yeah, it's, it's it's nice, and we were born into a, a to a, a loving family of of parent of people that actually wanted to have kids and raise kids and and they were happy with however many they ended up having and you know i've been i've been blessed my whole life and mm-hmm. i know you we said not to be them and i understand like again now when you said that it's like damn i kind of do try to emulate them a little bit but i just feel like i've had the the best example of i could have had i have parents that really do love each other I have a dad that's taught me great morals not not a womanizer never you know checked out yeah. girls in front of us or in front of my like it just it's crazy well i think it's about pick like having that awareness to pick like okay what what were the positives that they taught me i want to implement that and then what were their mistakes mm-hmm. and then just making sure that you don't repeat those same patterns that's what i do i yeah. i i look at the mistakes that my parents have made and instead of making the same mistakes which like uh my older sister did <laughs> yeah um like she literally has repeated the exact karmic pattern mm. and i won't even get into the details but uh i just made sure that that was not going to be me i like that i like <laughs> that you're trying to I like that. Yeah, I like people that have a, a lot of self awareness about themselves. And you definitely sound you like you know you know you very well. I can tell. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel like I spend a lot of time analyzing myself. But that's like if you can be your own self psychologist. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. It's that's all it is. And if and the thing is, if people are like failing or they're being crazy or they're in this relationship or that or this, like, well, you're just not you're not a good self psychologist. And that mm. comes with like the ego because you can't actually take accountability for your wrongs. Like I I still fuck up. Yeah. I'm not perfect, even though I teach kundalini yoga and I have my own practice of kundalini yoga myself, like I still slip up and get in like attitude moods and this and that. But the thing is, it's like, how quickly can you pull yourself out of it? Yep. And that comes with being your own analyst. Like if you can quickly analyze the situation and your behaviors, then the quicker you can get out of it. And I'm at like a record high now. Like I can get myself out of, out of it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's times when I do certain things too, and then right after I'm like, "Why did I do that?" Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, a, I'm my own biggest critic, and I, and not in a bad way, because I'm never talking shit to myself, like, oh, you, you're, you're, you're trash, why you do that, you shouldn't, it's never like that, but it's definitely, uh, maybe I should have gone about it this way, maybe I should have said it this way, maybe, it, it, uh, always a bunch of analyzing myself. I think analyze yourself without, like, guilt or shame, and, and like, lots of self-forgiveness, and um, each time I mess up, I'm like, okay, amazing, like, now I know. Mm. I'm, I'm like grateful for the times I fuck up because it shows me every time I throw a temper tantrum like my mom used to do. I'm sorry, mom, if you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she probably won't. Uh, like, okay, good. Like, I remember like recently I had one that was like, I'm like stomping around the house and then I'm laying there afterwards and I'm like, literally just like took myself back into my childhood and I could like hear my mom stomping around the house and I'm like, whoa, whoa, mm. whoa. Yeah. Well, we do the same. Well, Kylie, we're approaching the hour mark. And before okay. I let you go, um, I wanted to ask, how did um how did you come across DG33? How did that connection happen? Um, that happened with Blonde too. So oh. Blonde and I met and like uh you know, they say like Earth Angels. Mm-hmm. Like, she was definitely sent to me. Okay. And she really helped me. Like, she showed me Kundalini. She introduced me to GG33 because she had just joined when her and I met. And I remember, like... Wait, hold on, hold on, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the first thing that she said that, that kind of made you feel like, wait, what is this? Like, hold on, where'd you get this, uh, where'd you get this from? Uh, Right, when she, like, told me my life path, I was like, oh. What is your life okay. path? I'm an eight. Ooh, money, money, money. <laughs> What's your day energy? Uh, nine, nine day. Mm. <laughs> so right away, like it just all made sense. And then like, it, it just all made sense. And then, you know, she started talking about the deeper stuff and like, there was so much that she like, couldn't tell me, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm so curious and curious. And she's like, just start following them and so like i just started repping gg even when i wasn't gg i think at one point people thought i was in it when i wasn't wow <laughs> and i think that that was like kind of what had gotten gary's attention um and then addition obviously like blonde was putting in the good word and and stuff because you know gary likes people that are loyal and like that is who i am like i am ride or die if i'm with you i'm I am with you. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's how I found GG. And then when I finally, like, I always knew I was going to be in it. I just didn't know how or when. Maybe pricey as fuck. <laughs> it is pricey. I'll tell you, <laughs> it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, the knowledge that you gain. And what else is really worth it is deep insights. Beyond, yeah. beyond, beyond, beyond just I, I bet he is like sometimes i wonder if he's human um that's because right though like he does have like this mystique to him he is human i will say that <laughs> you met him no i've never met him but um okay. through learning from him like he's helped me in a lot of ways and he's he's actually been helping me with this course as well and 
he's just a really amazing teacher and it's a great frequency to attach yourself to. Like, that's what I noticed with Gigi is like, it's something that people like hate on or this or that because it's like beyond their comprehension. And when you join it, like you join a frequency. And then not only that, like the people I've met through Gigi have been life changing. Like I talked to Josh metal rooster every single day Mm -hmm. then in addition to that like my course would be would not be what it is if it wasn't for my affiliation with gg correct yeah that's for sure the network it's a network and I'm, i'm super super grateful for it so i think anybody who's like in this field uh should join and i think it's about to close like gary's been talking about that so january 20 tiger year 2022 Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was my introduction to Gigi. Yo, can I, yo, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but I have a feeling that Big Sean and Janae Aiko are part of GG33. Oh, I have no idea. No, you don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I, I'm like, I know there's some athletes and stuff too. I don't know. I don't know who they are, but I, I, have, I have a feeling. Number. I was watching. Uh, you watch the um architectural uh diet uh, that I think on YouTube. It's called A A. Oh, no, what was their house on it? Uh, it was Big Sean's house. But right when he the like they, he brought the camera crew in, and right when they walk in, he shows like his altar, and he has a dragon on there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a dragon," and I'm just like, "Oh, this guy is definitely." <laughs> Maybe I mean, like you look at like some athletes' jersey numbers, you'll know if they're GG33 or if they're GG33 affiliated. Maybe they have a girlfriend. Yeah, like Andre Iguodala, he definitely GG33. What's his jersey number? Twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>... So. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, maybe they're GG33. I don't know, but I know. if just they're not, maybe they're maybe they're following Gary. I think there's a lot of people that follow, like. Before I was even GG33, you can learn so much just from his Twitter. So Oh, for sure. That's what really got you know what? I'm Gary, because of when I heard Gary on the Tinfoil Hat podcast, this was back 2019. This is when I first came across numerology and GG33. When I came across that and I and I and I came across his page and his community, I was like, oh, like that's that's when I finally gave into spirituality. Cause I said, this is the type of talk that I like the, the way he's saying it, the way he's very alpha and masculine. It ain't no, cause usually astrology and all this stuff is, you know, it's women, it's women, it's ruled by women right. basically. Yeah. So when I saw a man that was really in his bag and knew what he was talking about and all this information, and I started going through all his interviews, started going through all his tweets, all his old Twitters. And I think cat energy put out some, like the tweets of Gary volume one and two. And I was going through those and, I'm just like, yo, this 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 guy is amazing. Like, this he knows what he's talking about. And oh yeah, it's it opened me it's up. Different. There, there, nobody has figured out the things that he's figured out. And uh oh, so like I also sp- sell those spray bottles. That's, um, good thing you brought that up because I have it on my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like we started, I started that with blonde, and we started it. We imprinted the energy of it on an eight twenty eight day, and like. We'll literally post those bottles and like we have done like zero marketing, like nothing. Our website is like the most basic Shopify thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we don't we don't put work into like the things that would make you sell things and like we cannot keep those bottles in stock. Like we'll we sell out within like 3 hours every time we restock and That's we fire. sell a lot, a lot a lot of bottles. So That's fire. Um yeah, 828 like that's 
to me, like if the energy is behind it, it's it's gonna be successful. I man, I gotta turn up because I'm a 28 born and a 33. Uh, <laughs> you gotta oh. turn up. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tap in. No, yeah, I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground. That's the thing. But it's just it's just about building your audience, you know. And this 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 year alone, this this podcast, Conspiracy, has definitely definitely elevated just my brand and myself. Yeah. So I'm thankful for it. Thankful for all everybody that's coming on here. Well, let's let's see what happens when you start Kundalini and um we start like beaming and projecting and and becoming more magnetic because for me right now, like that's my focus is making myself as as big as I can energetically and then just every day asking like, okay, bring me bring me exactly who needs me. Hey. So you you know, say bring me exactly who needs to hear this podcast. They will come. They will come. I I feel like you just even agreeing to do it is is you're I found you, you know. I mean will you well I don't know how do you how do you say it? Like I you you came into my presence now for a reason. I, that's why I'm gonna take up your your invite and I'm definitely gonna mm-hmm. have some chicken wings for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh cause... my god. If if my like self four years ago could have heard this, I would have been cringing. Like I told somebody chicken wings, but honestly, like You didn't tell me to eat it. You just say do what your body tells you to do. Just basically. do whatever yeah. you want. There and you it's go. like Yeah. I think everybody should just do whatever they want because if you're energetically high and like you are in a positive frequency whatever you do is going to be good like if you're mm-hmm. a, a shitty low person then maybe don't do whatever you want because you're probably going to do some stupid stuff but try to just if, if you're good you can trust you can trust yourself and i will i will con- i will continue to trust myself fully for good. sure for sure so okay, so when we get off this, you gotta uh, request request the Instagram page. It's the Angel Course on Instagram. Okay. Um, and then I will accept you, and and you'll have access to everything that I've taught this month. Okay. Everything saved. Yeah, the whole the whole everything I've taught is saved throughout the whole month of September. Okay. So you can have a little fun just going through it, and oh, I will trust. Trust, yeah, and, trust and then you'll have to hit up Josh because Josh has been like deep, deep into it. And that's what's cool is I also like when I say like bring whoever wants, whoever needs me, it's like also bring me people who are ready for this. Like I don't want some bullshit students. Like I want people who actually can experience this energy. And yeah. it's been really cool like having people find me through twitter for this course because it's like those are people that are ready those are people that have are following gg people and like want to know more about this energy and stuff like they're they're ready for it yeah i agree you're yeah that network is very very powerful yeah thank you gary (laughs) (laughs) well thank you barbie bricks i really do appreciate your time it was an amazing convo um it, it exceeded my expectations i ain't gonna lie Okay, good. That makes me happy. I, I always want to over deliver. When you, when, <laughs> you, when you get me off my outline and I start talking to be more vulnerable, like you did a good job, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Thank you so, so much. All right, Kylie. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, yeah, the Angel Course, Barbie Bricks, um, they can hit you up and sign up for the course. You, you have how many spots open for October? I am full for October. Okay. So 
if, if people want to get in for November, which actually the theme for November is going to be all like um, a, a cult opening, um, that would be a good month to get in. So yeah, message me and, and I'll get you a spot for November for anyone that's listening. And there you guys have it. I appreciate you, Kylie. Thank you so much again. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank take, you so much. Yeah, take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Yes, sir. Barbie Bricks, y'all. That's the hardest name. I don't care. Yo, she has the hardest name out of all the guests on Chris Bursey. I ain't gonna cap. I ain't even gonna cap. Barbie Bricks? Man, you that name alone. When I found that account and I saw her name was Barbie Bricks, and then I seen that she was a blonde chick and she was teaching spirituality. To me, it's like, oh, okay, she know. Like she, 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 she has that mixture of being like hard and soft at the same time. Pause, but you know what I mean. I fucks with that that username. Um, her, I love the things that she be tweeting, and um, I've been seeing her promote this new course, and I haven't tapped in, but she has given me an invitation, and I will definitely be tapping in. And this is why I love Conspiracy. This is why I love my show. This is why I love my podcast because I I make so many relationships off this podcast it's really i'm not that type of person that just walks up to people and just starts talking to them having a conversation me having a podcast gives me a reason to reach out to people without having a reason to reach out to people to be honest because i do a podcast i don't i don't feel like trash reaching out to someone that I've never met before because in their head, they might be thinking, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who the, what's his little show? And they're trying to get me on, on their pod and shit. But when I reach out to people, it's like an icebreaker where, yo, I, got my, I have this pod. It would be an honor for you to come on here. And you know what's crazy? I, could, I, I wanted to ask Barbie Briggs a long time ago to come on this show. But I just figured mm, maybe she won't do it. I always thought she was one of the higher-ups in GG33, so I'm kind of figuring, like, maybe she won't accept to come on this show. And I, I'm at this point, too, now where I'm just asking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. I'm going to ask who I want on this pod to be on this pod. And if they say no, they say no. That's the worst they can say is no. And I ain't going to lie. I've been chasing one guest for a minute. For a minute. For a minute. I ain't going to say his name because y'all might turn around and go book, book him. <laughs> y'all can book him after I have him, but yo, you got chill. <laughs> but uh, I definitely have someone in mind that I've been months already, two months. And it's not every day I'm reaching in, like tapping in, talking about, yo, can you come today? Can you come today? It's not even like that. It's more so that I, um, I just reach out periodically. I reach out maybe, I'll, like if I reach out today, I won't reach out maybe for another three weeks, maybe to a month. And he responds back, and then we just never align it. He's agreed to come on the pod. We just haven't picked a date and a time, and yeah. And I don't stress too much about it because someone's always going to come on the pod. And if no one comes on the pod, I'm going to give you all this solo episode. I'm going to give you all this solo episode. I don't give a fuck. I spoiled all the listeners on Conspiracy because this show was not supposed to be guest-based. But I said, you know what? Let me do a guest-based, and let me talk to people that, that, can, that can even teach me some things. That's why I really love my pod and I love my platform because I continue to learn on this shit. I continue to expand my mind and my knowledge. I continue to expand all this shit. I'm meeting new people. I'm connecting with people. Like she's in New York. Josh is in New York. So many people follow us in D.C. And shout out to all the GG33 that has come on here. Speaking of GG33, Gary. Gary. Gary Grimberg. 
If any of your followers are listening to this right now, if any of your students are listening to this, please send it to Gary. Tap in with Gary and tell him that Chris X Matt, Chrispiracy33 wants to talk to him. Because that man changed my life. That man gave me a bunch of knowledge that no other person has given me. That man had put me in a... He has made me you know, uh, uh, embark in the spiritual journey. For sure. For sure. Numerology to astrology. His network has all the best of the best. If you want to learn about tarot, tap in with GG33. If you want to learn about numerology, tap in with GG33. If you want to learn about numerology, though, if you want to learn about numerology, though, it has to be GG33. There's no other source to get your, your, your numerology from. Yes, the books might give you some things, but what Gary's going to give you, what GG33 is going to give you, is stuff that you can't find anywhere. So if you're numerology-based, GG33. If you want... Some of the best astrologers, GG33. If you want some of the best sports betters, handicappers, GG33. Yo, that man, that man has built that, that network up to be what it is and is respectable and it's a high frequency, like Barbie said. When you join GG33, you're joining a frequency. Yo, shout out to Barbie Briggs again. This was an amazing conversation. She got me out of my comfort zone. She got me talking about some shit that I, that I don't really be talking about. But it's, uh, maybe I needed to hear that. Because, yo, Kid Tony or Adana D. Messiah, if you're listening to this, you know that I've been wanting some chicken wings. I've been wanting some wings. That consistency, the bone ones, though. The bone ones. Because I ain't going to get no boneless wings. That's cauliflower wings to me. <laughs> I just do cauliflower wings. I do some other shit. But that bone, biting the meat off the bone. I don't know if I should pause that or not. So if your mind's in the gutter, pause. But if not, continue. And maybe I should eat the chicken wings because like Barbie said, like, am I really doing it because of some health reasons? Because if I had chicken wings one time, it ain't, I ain't going to die. It ain't going to be the, the worst for my health. But why, am I, why is it so hard for me to eat the, eat the chicken wings? Is it because I'm guilty? And yes, I am guilty. And I don't want to mess up my streak of not eating any animals. But that's, such a, that's a bullshit excuse to not even eat what I want to eat. And like she said, maybe I'll have the chicken wings and I probably won't even fuck with it. But I, yeah, I, like, that's why I hate saying that I'm vegan. I hate that shit. I, hate that. I cringe when I talk about when someone asks me, oh, so you vegan? It's like, if you want to put a label on it, I guess, yeah, I don't eat any animal products. So by definition, I guess that makes me vegan. But when people, when people assume that you're, when people think you're, when people know you're vegan, they assume that you're healthy. They assume that you're super cautious about what's going into your body. Me personally, I am. Cause even when I'm eating soy, when I'm eating some gluten, I know what's going into my body. I'm not, I don't act naive to it. And I tell people all the time, if you're going to stop eating meat to start eating all the mock meats, all the soy based meats, the impossible shit, the beyond shit, you know, anything that has to do with the heavy soy based, don't stop eating meat. Don't stop eating meat. The thing is, the thing about meat is that we don't know what the where the fuck is coming from. We don't even know if it's real meat or not. There's no way there's enough animals out here to to feed the whole world all, every day the way we eat, the way we consume meat. There's just no way without them cloning some shit, without them GMOing some shit. There's just no way. But just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're you're healthy. I still eat chips when I want to eat chips. Wait. Hold on, we, even when I say that, I'm, I'm very picky on the chips that I eat. I definitely still read the ingredients on the chips. I don't really care about all the, the big words and shit like that. I'll, if I see that it has milk, 
in the chips, I won't eat them. If it's just if it's anything else, I'll, I'll eat them. So I still eat a lot of kettle corn chips. They ain't the, they ain't the best for you. I still eat a lot of um bread tortillas. That starch ain't the best for you. I still eat a lot of rice. That ain't the best for you. So I don't like people getting getting it fucked up that I'm this very over-the-top health guru that I only eat fruits and veggies and I don't consume anything else and I'm doing exercise and all this shit. Cause that's honestly what I what I what the most important thing too is exercise and moving your body. And I don't do that a lot. I hate working out. I hate getting up and having to run and shit. I hate having any of that shit. I I don't like feeling tired <laughs> that's crazy but i don't i don't like working up a sweat if you ain't fucking i don't want to work up a sweat <laughs> i don't even fuck like that either though <laughs> oh man uh I really enjoyed this, this conversation. Shout out to Barbie Briggs. Thank you for the invitation. I would definitely be tapping in with you because I, 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 I'm, I'm open to the Kundalini. I've never done it. I've done yoga a few times. You know, I have a homegirl that, shout out to Itty Bitty Jasmine, my homegirl Jasmine. Um, she does yoga here in Riverside. If you're in the Riverside area and you're looking for like a little yoga instructor, teacher, definitely tap in with her. It's not Kundalini yoga. And I don't even really know what Kundalini yoga is fully but i'm down i'm down and i take people's words for it metal rooster has been preaching about barbie bricks's um course so i got the invitation i'm in let's get it 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 <sighs> but yeah if you guys aren't familiar with gg33 go tap in with gg33 the only thing and i forgot to even ask her with the the, the, the number shit and astrology shit I I think that sometimes people get so caught up in 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 um how do you say it? in the energy behind certain things that it completely clouds their head and they don't allow anything else to maybe be an option or maybe be this way too and then that way like for example right I think I've said this example before too on seven days according to the GG33 and according to numerology seven days you should not be working out you should not be doing any type of physical activity seven days are for knowledge seven days are to be at home be in nature be chilling out um it's like a it's a break it's a break basically a mental break uh, or a day where you learn some shit like studies or some type of knowledge you watch a documentary or something read a book whatever seven days aren't meant for working out uh playing sports and doing all that crazy stuff but if you if if you're because I'm gonna use myself for, for as an example even further because I don't I never went to physical I never went to physical therapy or the chiropractor on seven days ever ever and I don't know if, I'm not really working out but I wasn't doing anything that had to do like with uh, fixing my body on seven days anything that had to do with physical body I was not touching it on seven days so when I would when I would have appointments scheduled on seven days. And seven days would be any overall day that's a seven or um, like the seventh, the 16th and the 25th. So I would never I would never go to uh, the chiropractor or physical therapy on those days. But I'm putting that belief into my head, though. I have that belief in my head that on this seven day, I should not be running. I should not be working now. I shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't be doing none of that. I should just be sticking to the studies, the books, the knowledge, whatever. 
So let's say that I do decide to go running on a seven day this time. And in my head, in the back of my head, I start thinking, should I really go on this run though? It's a seven day. What if I get hurt? What if I sprain my ankle? What if I fall down today and I scrape my knee or something? And you already having those second thoughts in your head because you know that you're not supposed to be working out today because it's a seven day. It might create the actual injury. What about everybody else that works out on seven days and shit like that and they don't get injured? Is it because they don't have that same belief in their head? And that's when it starts getting tricky. When the, when the, when the energies don't start aligning with the actual individual, that's when it gets tricky for me. Um, but when I, when I found out what a 33 was, when I found out what being born on the 28 means, it resonated to me. It, it, I was like, yo, that's me. That's really, that's really me. That's, that's always been me. So there is some truth behind all this shit. I just don't get caught up in it. And at the end of the day, like I've been saying, the power of belief to me is the strongest thing. Whatever you put into your mind, whatever you really strongly believe, those intentions, they manifest. Your thoughts do become reality. So, but that's a, that's a whole different pod. And at the end of the day, this numerology shit did change my life. It changed my life and I, I apply it as much as I can. And when I do remember to apply it um, to, um, to my life, when I fly and I go on, when I take flights or when I travel, it's definitely on five days. And I make sure of it. When I, um, I, when I, when I, yeah, when I, um, what is it? What other days are it? On eight days. I haven't done this in a while, but usually on eight days is when I would, when I would, um, go play the lotto, go get some scratchers. Um, it just, it's crazy. I, I dropped this podcast. Conspiracy on July 22nd, 2021, which is a 33-day overall and a 22-day. That double master energy. I love numerology. I love numbers. I love numerology. And I, I, have, I give all that credit to Gary and GG33. So Gary and students of Gary, if you're listening to this still, please tell him to come on the pod. He said he was going to do it. No, wait, hold on. He didn't say he was going to do it. He said he was going to have DC Numerology do it, but I understand that no one can make another man do what they don't want to do. So DC, I don't expect you to do this show, but my good brother, come on the show. Let's get this shit cracking. If y'all listening to this, let's, yo, everyone at, at DC Numerology and at and, uh, Occult Rebel, I think they deleted, they suspended his account, so del- uh, I don't know his new account. Damn it. But definitely DC Numerology at DC Numerology, I need him on the pod. I got Barbie Bricks. I've had Metal Rooster. I've had Foul Azul. I've had ML0338. Yo, we're going to keep getting these GG33 people on here. I, I, I swear we are. I swear we are. But yeah, I'm about to get out of here. about to get something to eat. Um, actually not get something to eat. I actually just made some food, but I didn't get to eat any because I came to do this pod. So yeah, definitely some lentil soup too. <laughs> Yo, when I have these chicken wings, I'm definitely going to post them. And I'm going to say, inspired by Barbie. <laughs> by Barbie Bricks. <laughs> but yeah, this is a reminder that you should not be hard on yourself. Balance is really is everything. I, we say this a lot on this pod. Balance, 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 balance. Fucking balance. So on that note, 
I want to give thanks to everyone that's really tapped in. I appreciate you. If you're listening to the Wednesday episodes and the Friday episodes, I appreciate you. Fridays, we have fun on those. Fridays is, you know, get high with the homies. Uh, you know, make jokes about the shit that's been going on. Inform y'all on what's been going on to a small extent. We're just giving y'all our unwanted opinions, really. That's all we doing. We're giving y'all, we're giving you guys our unwanted opinions. And if you don't want to listen, listen to the Wednesday episode. Wednesday episodes is me and a guest, Chris X Matt featuring whoever. This episode was Chris X Matt featuring Barbie Bricks. But Fridays is just the good brothers. Kid Tony, Dennis B. Messiah, myself. Sometimes we don't have Tony, so it's Dennis B. Messiah, myself. And I've really been enjoying those episodes. I have so much fun. We start, we start the pod differently. We, it's music in there. Uh, I do a, little, a small little DJ set. I'm going to start doing a little small DJ set, to be honest. And um, we have hot takes of the week, all the current events that are happening. We give you all our unwanted opinions. And, yeah, if you want to listen, you, you can listen. And those been doing, those, the reception to those have been great as well. People listening. I, yo. The private support is real. Private listeners is really a thing. I get it. People really out here listening. I know they are. I know they are. I know they are. As long as my plays keep going up, I don't give a fuck about the followers and none of that shit. I do want more followers, but the listens are going up. That's what matters to me more. I'm in the podcast game, not in the Twitter game, not in the social media game. That's part of the podcast game for sure. It's a branch of it, but I'm in the podcast game and y'all, my numbers is going up. So I ain't mad at it. Obviously, someone fucking with this content or someone's listening to do whatever to steal maybe ideas. Maybe I'm inspiring other people. I don't know. But people are definitely tapped in on the low low. And that's fine if you're on the low low tapped in. Just don't forget. Conspiracy, do this shit. I will see y'all next week. Chris X Matt. Conspiracy. Okay. Grab your folders and your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And grab your folders and your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And